Your choice is simple. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Episode number 13, Unlucky for Some, Skeptics and Believers, a paranormal podcast. In this episode, I will be taking the team through the phenomena that was Spring-Heeled Jack. So please do grab a drink, sit back, and we hope you enjoy the show. The first reported sighting of Spring Hill Jack was in London in 1837 when a young lady called Mary Stevens was walking to her job as a servant in Lavender Hill in London across Clapham Common when a strange male figure leapt at her from a dark alleyway and apparently managed to hold her with a tight grip around her arms whilst kissing her face and ripping her clothes off and touching her skin with what she described as cold and clammy claws. Ooh. She had like clawed hands. In a panic, she screamed, which made the attacker flee and her screams attracted residents and passers-by who gave chase to the assailant but couldn't catch him. Springhill Jack was described as being a tall, thin man and having eyes that were red like balls of fire, clawed, metallic-looking fingers, Ew. was able to breathe blue-white fire and wore a helmet and a tight-fitting white garment which appeared to be made from oiled skin. Just to add to that, not every reported sighting of him no. describes him the same. Oh. So some people describe him as looking like the devil and some people describe him as being a tall, thin gentleman. And there was even one person who described him as being a bear. Yeah. So quite varied then, really. Uh, Exactly, yeah. Okay. So uh, there's quite a difference and especially the earlier sightings were, were quite varied. And as it went on, I think that they kind of, they started to form more of a, a pattern of being the devil with the red eyes. The next day, another attack was reported, this time near Mary Stevens' home. The attacker apparently jumped in front of a passing carriage, which caused the carriage to crash and severely injured the coachman. Several witnesses claimed to have seen this man or creature jump over a nine-foot-tall wall in one bound, whilst laughing manically with a shrill laugh. Right. So obviously you can start to so, see where the, the spring heel Jack name was coming from. Cause the, like a jackrabbit. You know, the majority of the reports, and like Matt said, not all of them, but the majority of the reports involve him bounding or leaping heights that no human really should be able to, to, yeah. to leap over. Ooh. These sightings were taking place in London in the early 1800s, in the 1830s. He was officially acknowledged by the then Lord Mayor of London, Sir John Coward, who deemed it no more than a pantomime display. Thought it was someone just putting on a bit of a display, a bit of a show, just trying to scare the, the citizens of London. And he, he was very sceptical about it, but he, he used to receive a lot of letters and reports from 
victims and witnesses with regards to it. Now, the best known cases of Spring Hill Jack attack were against two teenage girls, one called Lucy Scales and the other called Jane Orsop. And the first one happened to Jane Orsop on the 19th of February in 1838, where someone knocked on the door at her father's house. She opened it, and there was a police officer stood there, or what she took to be a police officer, who told her to bring a light because they'd caught Spring Hill Jack on the street. So she brought a candle and handed it to the cloaked officer, and as she did, he threw off his cloak and grabbed her. Ooh. And she described him as having a hideous and frightful appearance, vomiting blue and white flame from his mouth with eyes that resembled red balls of fire. And she screamed and managed to get away. However, as she got to the steps of the house, he then caught her again and tore at her neck and arms with claws. And she was rescued when one of her sisters came out of the house and spring Jack escaped, bounded off into the darkness. The second attack happened to Lucy Scales on the 28th of February of the same year. Now, 18-year-old Lucy Scales and her sister were on the way home from their brother's house when they observed a person stood at an odd angle in an alleyway. And as they got closer, they noticed this person was wearing a large cloak and all of a sudden, they turned around and spurted, a quant- as they quoted, a quantity of blue flame in the face of Lucy Scales, which actually blinded her. Ooh, okay. He said it resulted in her losing her sight and suffering from a violent fit, which continued for several hours afterwards. Again, witnesses saw this cloaked creature bounding along, uh, jumping over quite a high wall. After these events, Spring Hill Jack became quite infamous. However, as the infamy grew... The sightings decreased. But in 1843, there were a string of sightings spread all over the country. Uh, Red Northamptonshire, East Anglia and Devon. spring Jack on tour. A spring Jack on tour, yeah. <laughs> Again, these sightings died off until the 1870s. So we're talking 40 years after the original spring Jack sightings. Now, these reports took place in Sheffield, Aldershot, Lincolnshire, Liverpool, Scotland and the West Midlands. The theories of the original Spring Hill Jack sighting centred around an Irish nobleman called the Marquess of Waterford, who was known in the press for his drunken brawling, brutal jokes and vandalism, and was said to do anything for a bet. And in 1880, it was reported by someone who knew him that he liked to amuse himself by springing on travellers and frightening them for fun. So people took this as being, well, that was definitely him. It, it holds, it, there's, there's potential, isn't there? Because yeah. if, if you think about the stories, mm. he actually hasn't killed anybody. He, no. He's blinded a woman, perhaps temporarily, perhaps permanently, depending on what the actual truth was. Yeah, cut them with metal-like claws and yeah. kissed their face. Yeah, and had a bit of a grope. Yeah. Mm. He, sound, he sounds like a bit of a... It's like a bit of a perv, really. Yeah. Well, another theory is that they were just random attacks that took place but they were uh, exaggerated and altered through mass hysteria. So people went, oh, that must have been Spring Hill Jack. So he attributed all these attacks to Spring Hill Jack, even though they probably were just random sex assaults. Right, okay. Um, or muggings that took place. Now, others have suggested that Jack may have been an extraterrestrial entity due to the non-human appearance and the superhuman abilities of being able to bound over high walls and the, the spurting of flame from the mouth, etc. So that, the extraterrestrial thing, a little bit far-fetched. I would have thought I'd go more go down the, the route of a demon. Oh, yeah, that's more likely. Yeah. 
demon than than uh, So hang on, hang on. You you believed you believed the other week uh the No, I didn't you're the, gonna say about the lizard men. I, I no, told, no no not the lizard men, the, yes. the, the, the the not the, the ones that you said weren't forest owls and I said were Oh the uh, the goblins in Texas well, or wherever they Kelly were. Kelly Hopkinsville in yeah, Kansas. Yes, Kelly Clarksonville. You believe that but you don't believe that this could be an alien. Well, no. Well, my, it yeah. a bit, it's a bit too fantastical. Well, as, so, as daft as it sounds, <laughs> as daft as it sounds, it sounds too fantastical. I'm trying to find the line where, yeah. you, where, you, where you do and don't believe this nonsense. I suppose but it's, it's the context. Yeah, I'll, I'll get there. Context of the story. But did you read about the guy who was arrested? No. Okay, a guy was arrested... I didn't write his name down. In nineteen thirty, sorry, in eighteen thirty-eight. So this is after the second one of the incidents you described, yes. the, when he knocked on the door and mm-hmm. breathed the, the blue flame. After that, a guy was arrested because he had said he was Springhill Jack. Mm. But when he was actually being sentenced, they they couldn't convict him because he he had changed his plea by this point. But they couldn't convict him because he was unable to breathe blue fire. Yeah, I mean that could that could just be you know how some people claim to be people who've perpetrated things. Just oh, absolutely! For, for but apparently everything else fit, but he couldn't breathe blue fire. Oh, but that seems to be a reoccurring. Only after the second or third, he didn't do oh, it on really? the first one, did he? Oh, he just he had a bit of a snog and oh. groped yeah. somebody. If it was even the same person, well, yeah, that could have sure. just been a tramp with clammy hands. My my sort of take on it is he's some sort of genetically freaky. Circus at. Are you thinking like the elephant man? Yeah, who but. is horny but can't get laid because obviously of his freakish demeanour. And perhaps he's a heavy cigar smoker because he's come from the continent. <laughs> and that's what he's breathing out. It's not flame, it's like blue smoke, tobacco smoke. Well, the one thing I didn't look up is when did fire breathing start? Yeah, you mean like um, like in the circus horrors and things like that where they yeah. do all that? Yeah, because that, that can generate blue flame, can't True. it? Yeah. And that all ties into him being some sort of freakish circus. Indeed, which which is one of the things that the the mayor that you mentioned thought, wasn't it? That it was yeah. some, some kind of performance. Because he could have some sort of, like, spring stilt sort of thing. That's yeah, that was found. one of the theories, though, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Someone, you know, with springs on their boots, being able to jump over that. But, you know, how, how feasible is that? You know, someone back then would be able to do that. Well, we're not, we're not living in caves, you know. We've no. got a parliament and... Yeah, but, OK... Do we have those boots now? No, is the answer. <laughs> no, but what you've got to bear in mind is that we're probably at the sort of start of the being rapid industrialisation across the UK. Yeah. There are, there are men who meet in rooms who are seen to be the scientists, the engineers of the day. And I'm saying if one of them is, you know, has got the resources to do it, I'm sure you could make spring... I mean, Like a to, crooked Victorian Bruce Wayne... No, I, I, I was thinking more in terms of you know, uh, you know, Petraeus, you know, the runner mm. who's got those. I mean, if you were to get metal and have a big like you know springy arm element to it, I think you are flogging a dead one on this one, darling. The, perhaps, I'm, perhaps I'm being too steampunked about it. I, I don't think know. you are a little, yeah. I think, um, I think in theory it's it's okay, but actually that. They they weren't making stuff like that in 1830. It's 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 one of the theories though that it was one of the ideas behind back up the fact that it might have been the, the Marquis mm. that because he was a man of means 
and he knew people who were involved in science and, and etc. Like that, yeah. that, that they, you know, that he would be somebody who would be able to have spring boots made. But I, I, the the idea of you know getting a coiled piece of metal and being able to jump over a nine foot wall yeah. is a bit silly. Sightings of Spring Hill Jack weren't restricted to the UK and the Victorian times because there are stories of entities similar to Spring Hill Jack going throughout the decades and centuries since and in different countries. I didn't go into... I didn't look at the article, but one of the things I noticed was that there was a report in India of uh, something similar, similar kind of entity or or creature that would uh, plague villagers, uh, jumping out at them, kind of harassing them and then bounding away. Mm. But there's been modern sightings of Spring Hill Jack, or termed Spring Hill Jack. One of those was in 1986 when a travelling salesman claimed to have had an encounter with uh, a creature similar to Spring Hill Jack in Herefordshire, near the Welsh border. Apparently he was walking along the road when this man leaped in enormous bounds past him on the road and at the same time slapped him on the cheek as he walked past <laughs> and then was well, he bounded past. And he was described as wearing a black ski suit and having an, an extra elongated chin. What? So that, that, that's one modern report I in the it. UK of Spring Hill Jack. Another one was last year in February when... A guy called Scott Martin and his family were travelling home in a taxi from Stoneleigh at, they said, approximately half ten at night when they saw a dark figure with no features, no facial features, run across the road ahead of them before scaling a 15-foot wall in what they said was mere seconds. Ooh, that's quite interesting. The first thing I thought then when I read that story, though, was maybe it was a cat. You wouldn't mistake a cat for a person. Ever. I don't worry. It doesn't, Ever. The only thing here, the reported site, they're on the way back from somewhere. Where they dry, have they been drinking? Cat you know? versus well, Stoneleigh, that's where they have like the sort of town and country shows, don't yeah. they? Because I used to go there as a child. Like you say, there's different cider producers. and But, I mean, what conceivably could be adult-sized that could scale, you know, such 15 a... 15-foot wall. Yeah. Have you ever seen people who were very good at parkour doing parkour? Yeah. They could. They could, yes. Maybe Spring Hill Jack was a Victorian parkour. May well have been. Or an acrobat from the circus. Yeah. Who could breathe fire. He was a freak and was horny. A horny freak. I'd, I'd read as well that... Because obviously he, he'd kind of... He had this spate of kind of the initial stuff that happened in and around London. And the only thing that really ties together and is always the same is his claws and his jumping, mm. which is a bit weird. Um, you know, and sometimes he's a bear, sometimes he's a man, sometimes he's the devil, sometimes he's got a space suit on, sometimes he hasn't, and he would always cackle. It was basically a bit of a, like a practical joker who was a bit rapey. Which, but but, but like, like Mike's story of this, this report in 1986, of him just coming down and slapping a bloke's cheek, he used to torment the guards, apparently, um, in, in the 1870s. This is what the spate of things that was seen. It was uh, tormenting a guard barracks. Oh. And he would go there at night while they were on watch and slap them and laugh and run off. Oh. And bound off. And they'd shoot him and they... And, and, Nothing had happened. Or at least that's what a lot of the stories were about him. I think he's just a a good bogeyman. 
Yes, mm. yeah. Um, a bit like the Pigman Canic Chase. A bit like the Pigman Canic Chase, yeah. yeah. Because, and something we've talked about a lot before, is the influence of cinema and, uh, and books and things on people. Now, after the first um, sightings of him in the, in the 1830s, he became a very popular character, um, what were called Penny Dreadfuls, if you know what those are. Oh, Not no. comic books. Yeah, comic books. Uh, he became a very popular character in, in, in what was essentially the comic books of the day. So it cost one penny. Generally speaking, these things would be an illustration with captions and some, some text from, from, a, from a book or a story that was written about whatever would match with the caption. And he was one of the characters that was in there because of his fantastical nature. Yeah, he had right. plays written about him through the 1800s. And the, 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 the devil in the Punch and Judy show was renamed for him. For a while, oh. so he he was in the public's consciousness. Yes. So yes. that's one of the reasons why earlier, when I alluded to the fact that the the earlier sightings of him had different had a, had a, had a variety of um, descriptions for him, but as it went on, they all kind of became more yes more yeah. the same. It's largely because they started to match the descriptions that were in the media. Yeah, and, and they, they created him from what they were from hearing. a legend. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, random attacks attribute him through mass hysteria. Yeah, exactly. That's mm. it. Um, but you know, it, it's this this embedding, embedding how he looks, how he acts culturally into people through yes. through them all having a common source, rather than initially this disparate range of events that happened that they they, they try to look for a link in. Mm. Well, I think he's, I think there's elements of him, which I think are really interesting. Yeah. Like the claws, featureless face. But of all of the things, I suppose the thing that's the most standout is this whole breathing blue fire. Like Godzilla. He always runs away as well in, in all the stories of him. You know, he, he, he never goes looking to hurt anybody, mm. particularly, apart from the... Why not kill anyone? Well, yeah, it, yeah that's it. It's, it's not like, it's not like be, beware, Springy or Jack, because he will kill you in the night. It's just... He's a bit weird. He's a bit, bit boob squeezer. Yeah, what's this about? I mean, even as we've talked about it, it certainly got my sort of mind going. There is something about it that I think is just very interesting. But then that's all of time in somewhere like London, which is like a very exciting city that's sort of going, you know, it's just about to go into its next sort of big evolution and revolution. It's almost like a bit of an allegory. You know, it's just very... You know, it's it's quite an exciting sort it's of very of its time. It's it, it's it's a very Victorian supernatural. Yeah, yeah the thing, fact the fact he doesn't kill anybody, and the fact he's laughing and he's a bit cheeky, and it's hello, dear, whoopsie, <laughs> time for me to go. Boing. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite fantastical. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. intriguing. I think it's one of those ones where I, I definitely don't. I definitely don't believe that there's anything supernatural going on there. No, it's it's one of those ones where I don't believe it's supernatural, but I wish it was. Yes, because that that would just be awesome. I, again, yeah. I like the idea of some sort of lord with just an infinite amount of money mm. who literally, when he has a few tops at the gents' club, goes into a back room. And puts on his spring heels and his metal fingers and... It's yeah. a bit like Victorian Batman who rather than going out and fighting crime just goes in and scares the s*** 
tat of people. And squeezes some boobs. Yeah. Metal claws could be for climbing. Could be. Springy heels. Could be. Bouncy climby. See what I mean? Catman. Catman. And that was our episode on Spring Hill Jack. We hope you enjoyed it. Just remember, when it's snowy, go check your rooftops. Um, if you haven't already, please do like and subscribe to the podcast. And if you have already, then thanks ever so much for your continued support. Website and social media is on the way, I promise. Until next week, when we will be discussing the Star Child, please do take care of yourselves. podcast has been brought to you by obsidian shark productions the music featured in this podcast can be found at freemusicarchive.org and is used under the creative commons license more details can be found on our website